Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Create Forward Show. Really excited to dive in with you today, Ward. Each of the topics in this episode, we could explore for hours on their own. But today we're going to talk about how they interact with each other. Yeah, thanks, Sean. So this episode's about curation, art, and design. Well, why'd you pick those? What what are we doing? (laughs) So what happens in creativity is when these streams cross, people aren't sure what to do. When people hear curation, art, and design, they don't necessarily know the specific differences and they cross streams. Mm. When people hear critique in one way, they think that applies to art when it really applies to design. When Mm. people get coaching around how to create art, it doesn't apply well to design. When certain design principles are put into play, it can sort of... um, water down the art what does curation mean all of these things it it sounds complicated but we want to define it for the audience regardless if you're an artist or whatever you do in your life because if you understand how curation art and design work it can be powerful for you in how you trust your intuition and apply totally different things yeah okay so the create forward show that's where we talk about creativity and how to use creativity to create an extraordinary life. If you want to create an artful life, one that just is enriching and just feels aesthetically pleasing the way you want, if you want to dabble in art yourself and try to create, there are ways to think about that, but there are ways not to think about that. And that's really important. Yeah. There's mindsets. When you think about design, Design is there for a reason, and it's to create a tool. It's to create something that someone can use to do something. Art isn't that. Yeah. And then curation is this process of using intuition and and feeling and a bit of reasoning sprinkled in to collect things that either bring you joy or influence someone. It, It can be used in so many ways. Yeah. And so I wanted to have a kind of an episode around this, which I don't think I've ever heard anyone just talk about these together. But if we understand them, no matter what you do in your life, if you apply the ideas around these three things, uh, you'll be able to create more magically, trust your intuition more. You won't second guess yourself. When someone gives you feedback, you can know, oh, well, if I were creating this, that would be appropriate. But because I'm creating this other thing, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. And I think that will empower people. Totally. Give them joy. Yeah, I love it. I, I really love, as we prepared for this episode, the distinction and and how we can embody these different um, categories when we're approaching a creative output. And Absolutely. how we can not, it's not just the output is curation or art or design, but also the input of how we are approaching a problem we're trying to solve and what mentality we're in. Yep. So let's jump in. Yeah. Rick Rubin, love the guy. We really need Rick, we really need to get you on the show. I, I bet he'd be up for it. So we need to reach out to him. Let's do it. And he's got a great podcast, great book. He says that the audience comes last. I love it for so many reasons because it's provocative, makes people think. It can incense certain people. I think it incenses people when they think about it the wrong way. So if you're a designer, you would never say the audience comes last because as a designer, you have a role in fulfilling, supporting the person that's going to use the tool, the product, 
the totally. service, whatever. Yeah. Your role as a designer is to serve the audience. Yeah. Unless you're designing for yourself. For sure. But in most cases. So a designer might cringe at the notion yeah. that the audience comes last. Yeah, yeah. But in creating art, I love where Rick's going. Yeah. Because creating something true and authentic and real comes from the artist's heart and the artist's mm. mind. And it comes from lots and lots of tests yeah, and lots and lots of tests on top of tests and, and basically guiding through feel and intuition. Yeah. And you don't want to be coming from what the audience wants or what the corporation wants yeah. or where, what anybody wants totally. to allow some new artistic idea to bloom. And so if you are into fine art or creating art or poetry for, for yourself to sort of create your own voice and story, the audience probably does come last. And totally. I think that notion applies to life. When we are speaking and feeling our truth around certain things where it does not cause harm or it's yeah. not immoral or whatever, there is space for the audience to come last. Yeah. And it's okay. Totally. You are not having to serve someone if they don't like your art. Yeah. You are creating your art for your voice and seeing that. Now, if you want to go into a profession around art and design where you want to make money, things can shift. Yep. If you feel you need to or have to make money, the audience is going to play a role. Yes. If you're fortunate enough or it's a hobby or whatever where the audience doesn't matter, then you are free to create. And then you may get to that rare air where you're so successful in creating and having an audience that just happens to love your work that you can get to a point where you kind of have a blank check to yeah. create crazy stuff totally. from your heart that may not even appeal to that audience, but yeah. you sort of earned that right yeah. commercially. Totally. Very few people achieve that, but it's important to acknowledge it. Yeah. And then let's talk about curation. Curation is amazing because it's just collecting around a theme or it's correcting, collecting around what you like or it's collecting around being inspired for a certain thing. If you're cooking um, and you enjoy cooking, Pinterest or other boards where you can collect ideas and curate them and find and try different recipes and find the best recipe. Mm. That's an important curation. Yeah. And as you continue to curate and gain taste in how to prepare that perfect lemon tart or how to yeah. grill that chicken with the right seasoning at the right heat, as you curate and collect and test and experiment and grow, that's a highly creative endeavor mm. that creates a higher and higher and more refined quality yeah. of an output. And it's, totally. it's amazing, but that's curation. Yeah. And so just knowing what role you're in, art, curation, design, can give you permission to just be okay with it and to yeah. let judgment or other opinions fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Know when you need an audience and when you don't. Yeah. I think that's such an important thing. I've had friends who, um, who are building a business but are artists. Yeah. In, in their application, my buddy Mike, who owns Mike's Pizza, 
yeah. when he first started oh, out. Mike's and he pizza. still is an artist. I he mean, is absolutely it, an artist. But it was like so much about the art form in some ways at his own detriment or at the own, like of the customers who wanted to eat the pizza or wanted to come experience it. But it's that transition of being an artist with his product, with the pizza, with what he's making, and then expanding to more of a um, design, the experience around how people can consume that pizza. So he had to shift and that's where he was able to really expand his business. Yeah, I love that. We need to have Mike on the show. We, that we, would be a great. For sure. That just Let's you spark it. that. Let's make sure Let's to invite him. For sure. My experience of Mike's pizza is that always high quality, but always feels artisan. Totally. I always feel like he just made one pizza for yeah. me or his team did. For sure. And I love that that carries through. Yeah. And I think that's hard to do at scale and like kudos to that. But that took creating pizzas and finding the right ingredients and figuring out how to source it yep. and how to consistently deliver that. That took experimentation and curation and hard work. Totally. And it does take a bit of design because you have to replicate it. Yeah. Another thing about design is it means that you're creating it so that it can like scale and be repeatable yeah. as an experience. Totally. And so I feel that Mike with Mike's Pizza, curation, art, and design are fused together to deliver yeah. that quality of product and experience. 100%. Yeah, I love that. Uh, before we go kind of deeper into this conversation, I'd love to just kind of sum up for the audience in a quick like, art design curation and where the audience like a quick tie so yep. so people can understand okay in art the ideal you know let's talk about the ideal where the audience comes in and with curation where the audience comes in or who the audience is with curation and then with design how do you okay how do you see that in a in a visual even if you want to draw it or just talk about it in a in just kind of a connecting those dots yep so we'll go curation art design Great. So, and there are many edge cases, yes. but I'm going to give an example that hopefully can be understood by most of our mm. audience. So curation is that idea of gathering things. Now, art museums also curate. Mm. You go to a museum because it's curated art. Yeah. Like a modern art museum curates modern yeah. art. Totally. If you see, I was in Paris and I saw a Rothko exhibition where they had curated his life works and collected them and brought them all into one venue. I don't think it had ever been done before. Wow. So I got to see the progression That's cool. of him as an artist in yeah. a way I'd never experienced and didn't understand. Mm. That was curation. Yeah. But then art, let's take the Rothko example. I mean, if you know Mark Rothko, you know you've seen fields of color on large canvases. Many people look at his art and think, oh, I could do that. Totally. Or what makes his color field special. Yeah. Right. Well, the cool thing about the curation of his of that exhibit was it showed his process yeah. of becoming uh, an artist and arriving at that reductionist, simplified solution. Yeah. And in art, he trusted his art, his vibe, his feelings, his intuition to go to these color squares yeah. to convey emotion, to, cre totally. to create an experience in space. And so you had asked, how does the audience play in here? Yeah. Well, with curation, you get to experience what someone else curated. Yeah. Or an audience could then be inspired to curate their own things. Yeah. 
I think this happens a lot in cooking, like we were talking yeah. about. I had that amazing meal. I want to understand what those ingredients were totally. and the portions and how they were yeah. roasted or frozen or whatever yep. to get to that output. Totally. So they experience something and then they may be inspired to curate themselves. Yeah. In art, the same thing. You either like Mark Rothko or you don't. Yeah. And you may understand it or not. You may not understand it logically, but you understand it emotionally and intuitively. Totally. Often art pushes reason to the side and elevates intuition and yeah. emotion. That's how an audience experiences art. Totally. Some people go to art museums, and I've been to enough to know, they just go to check the box to say they saw the piece. Yeah, yeah. But they don't really understand or appreciate totally. the art, nor do they want to, yeah. but they feel like it's a thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So that's a different audience, and you yeah. see that a lot. Um, every time I've been to the Louvre, the, the crowds around the Mona Lisa totally. and some other pieces are, are gotta wild. Get that photo, yeah. Gotta get that photo. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen people walk up, take the photo and keep walking and I don't think they ever looked at the piece or they'll ever look at the photo. <laughs> totally. Um, so, but Got it. Right. And, and art, then, there's, well, before we go to design, yeah, yeah. with art, there's layers. What mm -hmm. I love about art, there's layers. Yeah. So you can listen to a piece of music and you might feel something. You can listen to a piece of music and understand that you love the, the way that that bass line works with the uh, rhythm yeah. section. You might listen carefully to realize that the melody slightly changes over the course of the measures. Yeah. There's, there's layers of depth there totally. uh, to soak up and to consume and to feel. Yeah. And that's what I like about art. And then when we get to design, it's different. Yeah. It's informed by art because design is a craft. Yeah. And there's an aesthetic to it that is informed by art. In my mind, design is designing for a utility or a purpose. Yeah. Right. We hear this notion of form versus function in design. That's this debate around do you do you push form and the aesthetic so far that it, it degrades function? Or do you make it so functional that the form really isn't anything to write home about? Yeah. But when you strike that balance. Where you totally. get that form just right with the function, yeah. there's magic in design. Mm. Uh, and people are celebrated when they're able to strike that balance. You see that in architecture. You see that in industrial design. Yeah. You see that in amazing software product user interface design, but it's very rare yeah, yeah. that you achieve that level. Because of the time and effort it takes to do that, it awfully, often, awfully it doesn't happen, <laughs> often it doesn't happen yeah. because it's such a significant investment over yeah. what you could to just get to a functional level yeah and so that's the that's the audience there it, design yeah. is usually for an audience yeah you design for users you design for customers to create an experience for them based on what they want to do totally how do you balance that at draw backwards with your ui ux design of really embodying that role of the designer making those decisions intuitively and, and, and specifically for an audience. But I know you still bring an artistic touch and a right. curated touch. And, you know, so how do you feel like you and your team balance embodying that role of designer, but still mixing in a little bit of, uh, of art and flavor. curation? Yeah. Yeah. So when we're in the role of the client company, client relationship, yeah, it's essential that we meet the business objectives. All too often, people don't take enough time to really understand the business objective. They just start designing. Yeah. 
So we really oh. understand the business objectives. We then understand the audience and user objectives. You have to sort of set those all out on the table or put those all up on the whiteboard to yeah. know them. The cool thing is when you set it all out, you can then use intuition to think mm. of different ways to solve for those. There are very few teams, though, in the world, and most of them are, are collected by uh, large companies that have a single focus on a single product. Yeah. So it's very rare to have a boutique firm that operates at this level mm. and that can pull off this kind of magic. Yeah. But it's the idea that you can take business objectives, user needs, fuse them together, and then bring a high level of aesthetic that matches brand, yeah. that matches uh, customer needs, including things like ADA compliance, making sure that it's yeah. readable and, and usable. Totally. And still make it feel like art. And there's subtle ways to do that through size of typography, through the way that uh, things move in and out of the screen yeah. with with delay or with speed in terms mm -hmm. of timing around interaction. Yeah. And I see the most um, beauty and art come into play when those elements are considered. Yeah. Right? Love that. The other thing is when a user completes a task or when a user achieves the objective or when the user's feeling confident, mm -hmm. how can then we sprinkle delight and magic in the form of animation or, or congratulating them yeah. or reassuring them that they achieved what they thought they did? Totally. You see this in video games. Yeah. Like when you hit that brick, then the mushroom pops up. Yeah, yeah. When you grab the mushroom, bloop, there's a sound yeah. and there's light and there's totally. animation and then you grow big. So there's all this positive reinforcement yeah. around getting what you wanted. When you can yeah. weave that into user experience, and again, it isn't done very often and usually yeah, yeah. isn't done very well, but when it is, it creates magic. Mm. And that means dedicating more time and budget to get to that level, yeah. that delightful, meaningful level. Totally. But when you hit delightful and meaningful, the upper rungs of the ladder, yeah. you gain loyalty, you mm. gain an experience that people will always remember. Yeah. And sometimes people intuitively don't even know why they like to use that app over the other app. Yeah. Because it's this subtle quality totally. that's been created. Yeah. And that's the same with uh, industrial design, mm. right? Like the feel of a certain watch or a certain pen. Oh, yeah. The weight, the contrast yeah. of the numbers to the background. Totally. The way the, the secondhand sounds when mm. it clicks. Yeah. All those aesthetic, artful things matter. Totally. All of those little mechanisms have been curated mm. and then delivered in design. Yeah. And that's that high level of magic. Yeah, I love that. I think that it's those subtle things that really I think make a difference whether it's a brand I've I finally watched you know you're talking about Mario Brothers I finally watched the new movie like last week I think and and those payoffs in the video game that I'm so used to over the years now these like sounds and these little easter eggs throughout the movie that are like their own payoffs because they're yeah. payoffs in the video game I think it's when you have good payoffs and really good intuition and good design in a brand or a movie or, or a website and the right. design, it's those little payoffs that you then start to associate with that brand or that product. That's right. But here's the power and curation around that. Great filmmakers, designers, they have curated hundreds of thousands of elements that they've seen totally. and captured them so that they can pay them off at just the right moment. Yes. Yeah. 
you talk to any film director and you know there's a certain shot or angle mm-hmm. that they want to use and then when they see the right moment to deliver it in the best way it creates magic yeah but they've curated that and they know totally. that and they've collected examples yep and that, 100% that's work but it comes from this passion to create at that level mm. so curation often is a way is a mechanism of of capturing passion and interest yeah. so I, that you can use it later I, I love that i think that's such a good insight that most filmmakers that I know uh, and or have have you know read about or learned about are avid film go you know watch films they've got these giant lists of every film that you ask them their favorite film it's some obscure yep. film is they, they just consume with a passion and they're curating I love that idea that it's curating scenes and storylines and camera angles and and one of the examples that is perfect we can jump into is spike lee yep and i want to talk about how we can embody the curator the artist and the designer in different applications using spike lee as an example in his career of filmmaking commercials and all the crazy amazing things that he's done so let's let's dive in there and how how we can kind of embody depending on the outcome we're trying to achieve the different roles. I love that you brought up Spike Lee. One of the f- earlier examples that I remember of filmmaker coming out of you know commercial maker out of storyteller paving his own way and then applying it into commercial success. Yeah. But still being very much the artist. Yeah. And having a distinctive style. And I love it because he curated everything, his own personal fashion. Totally. His own sort of way of being and telling stories on his own because he trusted himself. Yeah. And then a company like Nike, who's very design-minded, knowing that they almost wanted to borrow that authentic way that Mm -hmm. Spike had and apply it to Michael Jordan and and to their brand. Totally. And giving him the space to still be an artist yep. while designing a very specific message to sell a product. Yeah. That's the that's like a perfect blend. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's rare. Mm. And it requires a lot of trust and intuition on top of talent. We've talked a lot about curation, art, design, these roles, Spike Lee. I think to really sum up this episode, um, how does the end product dictate the role that we are assuming as the designer as the curator as the artist that's cool so in design you think about the end product in art and curation you don't necessarily Mm. that's important yeah so with design it's taking all the curation work that you've done others have done yeah and, and looking at it pulling it all out and looking at it the art is what kind of vibe and art am I going to create but it might be in and of itself but in design when you're leveraging it you're then looking at art and and what pieces of art and what expressions of art can convey in a way that serves that end product purpose through design so that's Mm. how design works totally with art and curation art really in as Rick Rubin articulated audience comes last if it's truly art it's really about your voice your Mm. expression your truth yeah and I think great art comes from curation, mm. collecting ideas, thoughts, totally. bits, ideas, yeah. experiments, false starts, mm. feelings, emotions, totally. Exactly. Yeah. 
And what often happens is mm. someone's in the state of curation, collecting and experimenting, or they're in the creation of art. And a third party views it as, well, that end product isn't good. Totally. Well, it's out of context and yeah. it's out of understanding mm. of what we've talked about. Yeah. Now, if it is a, a design point. critique, we know that there's an audience and there's an, an end game. Yeah. But when we think about art and we think about curation, those are in and of themselves mm. holistic entities where things are being created for the sake of creation. Totally. And expression and feeling mm. in and of themselves. Yeah. Right? It's just when you get to design that you can leverage back pieces of art, pieces of experimentation totally. and curation. Yeah. When you're curating, you're just curious yeah. in and of itself. Mm. And the cool thing is as an artist, whether you're a poet, whether you're a chef, whether you're a designer, whether you're a fine artist with a canvas, yeah. you're taking from those experiments and those ideas and you're expressing in art. Yeah. So that's, a good that's how I roll it up. Yeah, I love that. I think that's that's so important. And I think a big takeaway for me in this discussion is just recognizing one, that those are different kind of channels of creativity, yeah. different, both kind of input and output, the input of the artist and the output of art or, or the application of the art and, and really how the person creating is embodying those, those three channels. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the expanded episode that we'll share for this episode, we'll talk about how people like as a parent, you know, mm. as a truck driver, as whatever walk of life, how those three roles could apply to them. Yeah. Right. So Love that. this is Create Forward, the show where we help you take creativity to create an extraordinary life. We also have a community, createforward.co. Where you can go create it's a free membership and you can be a part of the community we have expanded episodes of our podcast that live there we'll have an expanded podcast episode for curation art and design where we really talk about how these things can be applied to everyday life in more detail and how that applies to the creativity wheel and blending things together so we hope you'll tune in createforward.co to see that we're grateful you're here on the podcast and hope that you can think about curation, art, and design differently in your life now. And when you no experience doubt. it from other creators and how you can support that and help love and nurture that amazing creativity that's taking place. Love it. See you in the community board. Take care. Have a great week.